Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. We started a while back our study of the book of Revelation and we really just got an introduction to it. We didn't get a whole very far and and uh, I mentioned at that time that the book of Revelation is kind of uh, detailed. So we're going to take a little while going through it and uh, we're not going to uh, try and go too fast or anything like that. Tonight we're looking at Revelation chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. That's kind of slow f- enough for you, isn't it? We're just going to tackle three verses in the whole book of Revelation because really the way we look at the book of Revelation, uh, this section right here kind of gives us an understanding of how we study the whole rest of the book of the, of, of the Bible. So uh, we're going to look at, at this and uh, kind of see... Uh, what God has for us tonight. Uh, It says in chapter 1, verse 1, "...the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto Him to show unto His servants things which must shortly come to pass. And He sent and signified it by His angel unto His servant John, who bear record of the Word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that He saw." Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. So this is what's known as the prologue, the beginning of the, of the book of, the, of Revelation. And it, it's uh, uh, kind of an introduction to the whole thing so that we can understand. This is kind of... Uh, how many of books of the Bible were uh, started out at the very beginning, and sometimes these were uh, moved there after uh, the book was written uh, to kind of uh, make it a little bit uh, easier to understand. Um, there's many who who want to talk about how cha- uh, verse four is is really kind of the the beginning, but uh, this prologue kind of sets everything up. So we're going to look. At, you have to remember that when uh, these were written out initially, they were written in scrolls, and so uh, many times uh, the title of the scroll was written on the outside, and it was usually one word that summed up. Uh, the beginning of the book uh, to try and uh, summarize what the book was about. And it was also uh, what was used was the one name of the author. So uh, this scroll was known as the Apocalypse or uh, Apocalypto in in Greek. It kind of translates revelation to us and that's why we call it the revelation. And so you 
would have Apocalypto and John. So it's the revelation of John. And so that's how this all began to be known as the book of Revelation. Uh, and, and some of your Bibles will even say the revelation of John, uh, St. John the Divine. And kind of going back to that old style of, of how it was written on the outside of the scroll. So, But we see in these three verses uh, some important information. And, and first I want you to see there's a pattern that is carried throughout all of the book of Revelation. And it's the number three that's used in uh, this uh, pattern. And I mentioned the last time that there's a lot of things that are revealed in, in the book of Revelation. There's a lot of numbers and uh, they're very significant. Three being one of those numbers. And if you'll remember, three is significant because of the Trinity. And the Trinity is seen over and over and over again in uh, the book of Revelation. You see uh, reference to God the Father, God the Son, and the Spirit of God uh, moving amongst God's people. And you see that three over and over and over again. You also see three significant and other things. And and this three, the number three, is used to uh, not only refer to the Trinity of God, but it's also the key to establishing a rhythm that is kind of moves through uh, the book of the Bible. Uh, of uh, revelation. It's this rhythm of the numbers of the animals and colors are uh, are all in here, and we see these uh, over and over again. Uh, take the first uh, verse here: the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto Him, who is His servant, uh, God and Jesus and the servant. We see uh, the three uh, uh, in how the record was seen, bear record of the Word of God uh, and the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things seen. So we see testimony, word, and things seen. We see uh, the uh, uh, three in the the blessing, the beatitude, the first of seven beatitudes that's mentioned here. This very first one is in uh, verse 3. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear and those who keep. So read, keep, hear, uh, read, hear, and keep. These three, 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 all these threes going throughout the uh, the book of, of Revelation. It's a rhythm that is kind of like a waltz. It's a way in which uh, if you'll understand Understand, uh, the book was meant to be read, and that is because not everybody could read, and not everybody had a copy like we have. You know, multiple copies of the Bible here tonight, and uh, we've got copies in the pew. You, uh, many of you, brought copies of the Bible yourself. You have uh, uh, bi- multiple. I know in my house, I have multiple Bibles throughout my house. Uh, part of that is because I'm a pastor, and so I've got. You know. It's, You've always heard, uh, do you swear on a stack of Bibles? I've got a stack of Bibles at home. I I, I don't swear on them, but uh, I've got, you know, just Bibles just stacked up all over the place because people give them to me as gifts. And I've purchased uh, different translations of the Bible in uh, English, but in various English translations. I've got other translations of Greek and Hebrew. And so, you know, I've got just stacks and stacks of Bibles. It wasn't the case back then uh, at that time, uh, at the time of John and other uh, other occasions, uh, 
paper was rare. It was something that was uh, not uh, just available all over the place. And scriptures were were copied by hand, so it meant that there was fewer, uh, fewer and fewer copies of the scriptures. And many times these letters were uh, sent to a particular area or region, and they would copy out several copies and then send out to the churches in that area. And as it was collect. Uh, for instance, uh, the Old Testament at that time was so rare that in order to have a synagogue, a Jewish synagogue in an area, you had to have a copy of the whole Old Testament uh, scrolls. And uh, that was just one copy for the whole synagogue. So it wasn't as though everybody was carting around you know, these big... And they were big. They were humongous things. It wasn't as though everybody was just carting around those things uh, all over the place. So this was meant to be a letter that was sent to an area that one person would read and, and they'd gather a whole group of people together. You know, uh, just imagine sitting in here and listening to the Scripture being read because you don't have a copy of it. It's precious to you. And uh, so this pattern of three, this, this rhythm is meant to help in the reading and the hearing of the Scripture. And it's also intended for another reason, and that is for the memorization. Many people during that time memorized uh, this uh, book of the Bible because of its importance and this rhythm, this pattern, this, uh, this waltz that goes through this uh, enabled you to memorize it, uh, plus the notable and memorable uh, items like the different uh, creatures and the various colors and all the different numbers. It, it allows us to, to have it memorable to us. So, uh, And you also have the threes in that God gave it and that the Son was made known and then John bore witness. You have three, three, three. Um, you... Uh, he bore John bore witness of uh, uh, the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus and all the things that he saw, all these threes throughout. And as I mentioned a moment ago in verse 3, you come to the first beatitude. This is a, a blessing. Now, we're all familiar with the Beatitudes that are found in the Gospels. Uh, the Beatitudes uh, is found in, in Matthew in particular where Jesus says, Blessed is he that is pure of heart. Blessed is he that is, is uh, this, uh, you know, all these different blessings that Jesus shares with those who have, have followed him and as listening to the Sermon on the Plain. And Jesus is sitting there and he's, sharing his teachings he's sharing what uh, is important and significant in his teaching and so he's using the beatitudes as a teaching aid in order to be able to help people to remember the things that are very important uh, out of his teachings and john uh, is writing this book of revelation and he has uh, seven Beatitudes. And this first Beatitude uh, says, Blessed is he, the one who reads the words of God. Look what it says. Blessed is he that readeth. And these are the, the words of, of God that uh, that are to bring blessing. He it also 
Blessed is the one who not only reads the Word, but are those who hear the Word. And this is significant because it's more than just simply reading uh, the Word, but hearing the Word. And then thirdly, those who keep uh, what is written in it. So we we hear this blessing, and it's intended to encourage people to, to hear the Word, to read the Word, and to... Uh, keep the the word and so it's important for us as well as we go through this Uh, as i mentioned this letter was meant to be read aloud it it, uh, the rhythm uh, provides a way of helping to remember and memorize the uh, the word now let's look at at uh, the source Uh, look at verse one it says uh the source of what's being given to us, the source of revelation. It says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto Him to show unto His servants things which must shortly come to pass. And He sent and signified it by His angel unto His servant John. First of all, we see that the revelation of God is... it, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, the question is, is this the revelation of Jesus Christ? Is it, uh, it, it poses a question that we have to solve. Uh, is this the revelation uh, about Jesus or is this a revelation of Jesus? Which is it? Um, if you look at, at the evidence that we see here, uh, and in chapter 22, uh, we, we understand and learn that this is actually um, the revelation from God to Jesus Christ uh, to show His servants things which must come about. So what we see is this is uh, the revelation uh, uh, of Jesus Christ about... Uh, things that are coming. It says, look here in verse 1, the revelation of Jesus which God gave and and look at the progression of it. It is, this is how this revelation is being shared to us. Uh, it's being shared from God the Father and it's going to, uh, through Jesus Christ the Son. And then it goes through the assistance, the aid of an angel that then gives it to his servant John. We see here it says, These things which must shortly come to pass, and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. Now this is a little different from uh, most things that, uh, that we understand to be how Scripture is given out. Most of the time when we think about the inspiration of the the Scripture, the inspiration of the Bible, we think about how this is the Word of God that is given directly through the Holy Spirit to the the writer who then writes the Word of God. It's uh, There's a couple of different ways in which people look at Scripture and they think about it. Uh, there's some who believe that when the Holy Spirit inspires the, the Word of God that the person is there kind of in a trance and, and they're just writing all this. They don't understand what it means. They don't uh, have the words. And there's uh, But there's others who believe that this inspiration of the Holy Spirit of writing the uh, Scripture is that God impresses through the Holy Spirit onto the, uh, the writer and He uses His experience, His, uh, his life to, to kind of color the, 
the word uh, in his own word, kind of giving the word of God uh, as it's given uh, in his own words, the writer's words, that God allows the writer to... It's kind of like uh, if you've ever been in an accident, um, you have everybody in, involved in the accident was involved in it. But if you ask everybody individually and separately, you'll find that you'll come up with three or four different uh, views of the accident because everybody experiences the, the same event in a different way and they have a different way of processing it because it's, it's from their perspective. And a lot of people believe that the inspiration of the Bible is from, is from uh, God uh, through the Holy Spirit but allows the author to kind of uh, uh, to express it in his own way. It's still the Word of God. It's still what God wanted to be written, uh, explicitly what God wants to be written, but it's written... Uh, That's why we have four Gospels. Uh, we have the, the four Gospels being shared with different uh, views and vi- uh, different uh, perspectives of the different writers of all the same events. And, and some of them will remember things that others don't. Well, the book of Revelation is given not in that way, but we see here that uh, uh, the Bible tells us that it's from God the Father through Jesus Christ to an angel to a servant. Now, the book of Revelation and the book of Daniel are very closely related in that they're both uh, apocalyptic books. If you go back to Daniel chapter 6, and if you want to, you can kind of turn back there uh, and and look with uh, with me in Daniel chapter 6. In Daniel chapter 6, we see that uh, Daniel is um, interpreting a dream and we see in Daniel chapter 6 that actually uh, the angel Gabriel assists Daniel in interpreting the dream in uh, Daniel chapter 6. And then over in Hebrews chapter 2 in the New Testament we have in verse 10 where God reveals Himself uh, uh, through an angel and uh, reveals Himself to an angel and uh, the apostles are involved as well. So there are several different situations in which God uh, utilizes the assistance of an angel to declare the message of God uh, to those who are uh, then witness to it. And so it's not uncommon and not unheard of for angels to be in pr- uh, a part of the revelation of God. In fact, in the book of Revelation, <coughs> we have... Angels referenced over 67 times in the book of Revelation uh, uh, in terms of uh, revealing things of God and sharing the message of God and declaring the, uh, the, uh, uh, the message of God through their actions. And so um, we see angels involved several different times. In chapters 4 and chapter 5, we see uh, angels worshiping God and so uh, it's very uh, evident that angels are a part of the worship of God. In fact, throughout the Bible, you'll, uh, whenever you read about angels, especially in the Gospels uh, where an angel appears, you'll read two things about angels uh, that uh, show up 
several different times. And you see, uh, first thing they usually say is, fear not, because angels are impressive things. It's whenever you, uh, 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 they see an angel throughout Scripture, uh, they're dazzled so much by the appearance of an angel, they say, fear not, in other words, get up. Because usually they've fallen over because of how uh, 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 impressed the person is by the appearance of an angel. So uh, they're impressive creatures, but they're utilized throughout uh, Scripture in the worship of God. And uh, angels are very impressive also in terms of the fact that they uh, have been utilized by God to do a, a variety of things, not just as messengers, but as also uh, those who uh, carry out the will of God. You see in uh, uh, um, the book of uh, uh, Exodus where <coughs> God delivers the children of Israel and He sends the death angel across e- uh, uh, Egypt and... and uh, uh, kills the firstborn of those uh, households that do not have the blood on the lentil. Uh, you see in uh, the Old Testament, you uh, further see angels that are uh, used by God to uh, bring destruction. Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, you had not legions of angels, but you had just two angels that were used by God in the destruction of those, of those two cities. And so... It, uh, angels are very impressive. Angels are utilized uh, a great deal in our own uh, worship of God. Uh, uh, think about all the different uh, songs and hymns that we use, uh, uh, at one time used to sing uh, quite a bit. It seems like lately the only times we really sing about angels is during uh, uh, Christmas. But you've got all hell, the power of Jesus' name, uh, and... Uh, you know those uh, those songs have uh, a lot of a reference to uh, the angels worshiping God. Let me take just a minute to uh, to read from from that uh, particular hymn. I meant to have this already marked and didn't didn't do it, but. Uh, Let's see. Topical index. Hey, here we go. All hell the three fourteen. Let all hell the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall and uh, let's see. Uh, You also have uh, songs like uh, Angels from the Realms of Glory, uh, Blessed Assurance in the Refrain. You have mention of angels uh, worshiping God. Uh, you have uh, in the song Immortal, Immortal, Invisible God. You have angels worshiping of God. Uh, joyful, joyful, we adore, uh, adore Thee. You have uh, the uh, worship of angels of God. And of course, uh, the, uh, the one that's thought of the most, holy, holy, holy. Uh, you have the refrain from, uh, and the inspiration from the book of Revelation, from uh, chapters 
three and four where or four and five excuse me where uh, you see the throne room of God in which the angels are circling around the throne of God and 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 singing holy 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 uh, because of the very uh, presence of God so uh, we have in the source we have uh, this message of God coming to us through uh, from God the Father through Jesus Christ through the angels and then to the servant John now let's think about the recipient of course we see John in verse 1 the second part says the revelation of Jesus Christ uh, as sent and signified by his angel unto his servant John and of course John is an apostle of of Jesus Christ and uh, we also see that he's referred to as a servant of Jesus Christ now servant was used in over 14 times in the book of Revelation and many times uh, the word servant is used to reference not just simply John, but also it's a reference to the people of God. In Revelation 2 verse 20, uh, it is uh, used of the people of God. It says, um, Notwithstanding I have a few things against thee, because thou uh, sufferest what... Uh, that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants. Now, it's not just talking about John there. It's talking about the people of God to commit fornication and to eat things which are sacrificed unto idols. In fact, uh, it's referring to uh, that uh, church there, uh, the servants uh, referring to the people of the church. So this is the people of God, and we see this uh, several other times, Revelation 6, 11, and Revelation 7, 3, and Re- Revelation 19, verse 2. Servants... Uh, refer to the people of God in these uh, various situations. But in this, uh, uh, throughout the book of Revelation, you'll understand that servant is always referring to people who are Christians. Servant is also always referring to people who are faithful to God and to people who serve God and to those who are basically set up against those who are uh, in the service and uh, worship of the Antichrist so uh, or to the beast. And so we see that uh, the servants of God are those who are on God's side, those people who are uh, faithful to God and worship God, serve God, and are against the worship of the beast. Then thirdly, we, we see the urgency that is in this prelude. Um, uh, you see the urgency. In verse 1 it says, uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto a, uh, him to show unto his servants those things which must shortly come to pass. Um, and you also see that in verse 3. Blessed is he that readeth and those who hear the words and of the, this prophecy and keep uh, those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. There's an urgency. Uh, This points to the fact that there is an imminent tribulation which uh, has, in in the words of uh, John the writer here, uh, John feels as though uh, this tribulation is not necessarily something that's going to happen in the future, 
But really, John is saying, and he's, the way he's writing this is, is that John feels as though this tribulation has already begun. In fact, John is indicating that he is a part of that tribulation. Look at verse 9 uh, in chapter 1. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation. He says, look, I'm a part of this tribulation. I'm enduring this tribulation. He's on the Isle of Patmos, he says. Uh, he says, in the kingdom of pa- uh, and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. So John has been sent to the isle of Patmos as an exile. Uh, he is enduring tribulation. He is there because of the things that he has been teaching about Jesus, because of the word of Jesus Christ, because of his teachings. He says, because of the testimony of Jesus Christ, he says, I'm already in that tribulation. Look at chapter 2, verse 9. It says, I know thy words and thy tribulation and poverty. He says, look, I'm already experiencing tribulation. I'm experiencing poverty. I'm experiencing um, the blasphemy of them which say that they are Jews and they are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. He says, I'm in the midst of that tribulation. Then if you turn towards the back of uh, the book of of Revelation, uh, the last chapter 22, and verse 10, you read uh, John saying, "He that uh, and he saith unto me, seal not the sayings of the prophet of this book, for the time is at hand." John feels as though uh, that the coming of Christ is very imminent; that it is uh, something that is coming quickly. He feels like he is a part of this tribulation that is, uh, is happening. So that points to the urgency of this letter. Then also he says in verse 1 of things that must soon occur. This is a reference to the fact that those events are already occurring. Not that the world is going to end soon, but he feels as though these events that are described here are already occurring at this time. Uh, As I mentioned in verse 1-9, John is being uh, persecuted as a partner in the tribulation. He he says, this is happening now, right now. It's happening uh, as he speaks. In uh, Revelation 6-9, he speaks of the souls of witnesses that are under under the altar uh, 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 this kind of uh, some people see this as something that happens in the future but uh, really uh, you have to question if this is something that John already sees of these souls that have been sacrificed these souls that have been martyred are they um, uh, martyrs of his time or of the future uh, I would contend that uh, that John is is believing that those are martyrs that are that have already uh, been um, uh, killed for Christ's sake. Then in Revelation chapter 20, verse 4, it says, uh, These souls beheaded uh, for not accepting the mark. Uh, these are, are saints that have not accepted the mark of the beast. Uh, and uh, John speaks of this as something that is happening right then and there, not something that's going to happen in the future, but something that is already happening and will come to fruition at the end of time. So this all points to the urgency of this letter. Then we need to 
to think about the re- uh, nature of the revelation. Look back at verse 2 of chapter 1. Uh, it says, "...who bear record of the Word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that He saw." John identifies this as uh, the Word of God and uh, uh, this is uh, kind of goes back to the apoc- uh, word apocalypse. It is a revelation of, of the Word of God. Uh, and what John is, is basically saying here is, is that, that this is God communing his, communicating His words and images. Look, uh, the record of the Word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all the things that He saw. So uh, John is, is sharing a record of the words of God, the words of Jesus Christ, and of the things that he see, saw, the images. If you go back to Daniel chapter 2, verse 28, um, uh, and again, as I said, uh, the book of Daniel is an apocalyptic uh, book of the Bible, and it is very similar to and linked uh, heavily to the book of Revelation. You see that in Daniel chapter 2, verse 28, God reveals visions and mysteries and, uh, and events, uh, images. And so this is a way in which God is revealing Himself in both instances. God reveals with signs and images and so, um, the if you consider all of that, it it kind of uh, uh, affects the way that we interpret the uh, the Bible, uh, how we interpret the Book of Revelation. And as I said, this sets the stage for everything else in the Book of Revelation. And this prologue kind of gives us an understanding of how we are to interpret. What is uh, what follows, and John here is um, uh, kind of uh, with the way in which he he says these are the things in which uh, God is sharing, and through images and mysteries and visions and signs and images, uh, uh, John is sharing with us that uh, that we need to see this for what it is. Now, um, John is sharing that these are, uh, this is the Word of God. These are the things that he saw. And if you take all of that into consideration, it, it helps us to understand that uh, how we can keep from uh, interpreting this book in ways that is not meant to be interpreted. Um, and John is saying here that you understand these things as signs, these signs as a way of uh, as symbolism of seeing what God is trying to communicate. And so what John is saying is, is that we need to look at this book of Revelation as uh, symbolic, that, we, uh, that the 144,000 is not a literal 144,000 people, but rather... It is symbolic of a number that is so great that John couldn't fathom. Because, as I said, the last time that we looked at this, 144,000 
in John's day was a number that was just so humongous. It was so unfathomable. Today we deal in billions and trillions and millions and, and we have numbers that, that go way beyond John's comprehension. But uh, the 144,000 is 12 times 12. Remember 12 is a number of completion. Uh, 12 times 12, uh, it's used many times uh, as the perfect number, then times a 1,000, which is just just an enormous number. The 1,000 years is a, is a number of years that's just beyond anything. Now, you have to remember, a 1,000 years uh, is more than anyone has lived on the earth. Uh, some of those that were mentioned in the very beginning of creation uh, lived a very long time, but no one lived over uh, uh, 900 and some odd years. So a thousand years is symbolic. It's 10 times 10 times 10. And remember, 10 is is a perfect number. Um, three and a half and three and a half years. Uh, uh, seven is another uh, complete number. Uh, so it's these are all symbolics, and and it changes how we interpret the Bible, uh, uh, interpret the Book of Revelation. It's not that everything is symbolic, but that there's a lot of symbolism that we have to to grasp hold of, and we have to understand the symbolism in it. Um, for instance, the uh, the church churches that are mentioned here. Uh, remember, I told you that there are a certain number of churches in uh, Asia at the time of, of John. And uh, these churches that are, are represented here are not all the churches, but they are a representative. So they represent different types of churches. And uh, again, that's symbolic of the different types of churches, not meaning that these are... Now, these were literal churches, but these seven churches were not all the churches in the area. It was a way in which uh, we could see these various churches and, and see ourselves in them. And so it helps us to understand the overall message. So as we come to a conclusion of our time uh, tonight, looking at this uh, brief passage, we have to, to pause for a minute and kind of collect uh, what it all means to us as we begin. We're going to look at the very end at, for a moment and we're going to see that throughout the book of Revelation we see uh, people that line up with God. Those who are the saints, those who are uh, mar uh, become martyrs, those who do not accept the mark of the beast. Then we see a vast number of people, the majority of people who are not followers of God, who do accept the mark of the beast, who do worship the beast, who do uh, follow after the Antichrist. And, and um, so uh, we see two distinct sides and we see the coming of Christ. We see the return of Christ. And most importantly, we see uh, the fact that, uh, that Jesus Christ uh, reigns over all, that Jesus Christ is victorious in the end. And we see uh, that all those who are followers of Christ uh, go on to uh, be with Jesus Christ for all eternity. And those who line up with the beast are uh, uh, 
uh, the, the beast and the Antichrist and the, the dragon, they're all thrown into the lake of fire and those who follow after them, they are uh, receive the same fate as they do. And so what we see is two distinct sides. And what we see is, is really a message about uh, who, where do you line up? Who do you follow? Do you follow after Jesus Christ or do you follow after the beast? Uh, and we see clearly the judgment of those who do not follow after Christ, who do not, uh, but we do see also in the book of Revelation that everyone acknowledges, no matter where they fall, the deity and the supremacy of Jesus Christ, the authority and the deity of God the Father. We see uh, that uh, that everyone has to acknowledge the righteousness and the and the power and the might and the majesty of God, and that uh, that uh, this is really a book about uh, the question of where do you find yourself. John's message to the church uh, as he's writing about this is a warning. The end is coming. It is clearly a question of where do you find yourself lined up? Do you find yourself aligned with God or do you find yourself aligned uh, with the beast? And so that's, that's really the question for us tonight as we ponder the book of Revelation as we, before we even get into all the things that happen. It's a matter of asking yourself at the very beginning, where do you find yourself lined? Are you aligned with God or do you find yourself saying, yeah, you know, well, I'm, I really don't uh, want to think about all this. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are afraid of the book of Revelation because they're afraid of what is coming because they're afraid that it is because so many people use this book of the Bible as a way of of fearing people into uh, believing uh, in Jesus Christ. That's not what the book of Revelation is is all about. The book of Revelation is basically saying God's judgment is something that all of us need to consider. And you need to consider whether you follow after God and everything that, that Jesus Christ has done, do you call Him Lord and Savior? Or do you follow after another? And that's basically what the beast, the Antichrist is, a substitute for God. Do you follow Jesus Christ or do you follow the beast? Are you aligned with God or are you aligned against God? And that's... Uh, and. It's basically showing and outlining this is what's coming. The choice is yours. And that's how it's always been with the gospel message. Here, uh, The gospel message has always been this is what Jesus Christ has done. This is what He's done for you. Will you follow Him or do you reject Him? That's always been the case. And that's what the book of Revelation summed up is all about. We'll get more into the detail of, of everything uh, next time that we look at the book of Revelation and see we're going to break it down and look at it more, understand uh, everything about it so that we can uh, be more informed. But that, that's basically what it is all about. Do you, follow after, uh, do you follow after those who follow Jesus Christ or do you follow after those who follow after the beast, the anti-Jesus Christ?
So that's the question for you tonight. Where do you find yourself aligned? Who do you follow? Let's pray.